0: section sixty five of loss of the sultana by chester d berry this librivox recording is in the public domain section sixty five albert w king i was born at eicherhof near wittenberg germany march forty two. came to defiance ohio march eighteen forty nine enlisted in company d one hundredth regiment ohio volunteer infantry on july seventeenth eighteen sixty two at defiance ohio i was with said company and regiment until i was captured at the battle of franklin tennessee november thirtieth eighteen sixty four in company with several hundred others captured at the same time was taken south our first experience in prison was at meridian mississippi Some time later, we were transported to Andersonville, Georgia, where we were exposed to all the weather during the winter months. Consequently, we suffered intensely. Our best clothes, blankets, and tents had been taken from us when captured. Early in April 1865, we were taken from the stockade and transported to our lines at Big Black River, near Vicksburg, Mississippi, and placed in parole camp about the same time large squads of prisoners arrived from cahaba and other prisons here we remained until we were furnished transportation on the steamboat sultana at vicksburg the trip to memphis was very tedious though pleasant in spite of the enormous crowd on the boat we were on our way home and everybody was cheered by the thought john davis george hill william wheeler Adgate Fleming and I, all belonging to the same company, occupied a small space on the boiler deck, about twenty feet from the stern of the boat. We arrived at Memphis on the evening of the 26th. While the boat lay at the wharf, Sugar in Hogsheads was being unloaded, and we helped. When tired, we went upon the streets of Memphis, but soon returned to the boat, fearing it might leave us. When our steamer left Memphis, we started for our lodging place. Some distance up the river, the steamer made a stop at the coal barges, and a supply of coal was taken on. When the steamer was again under headway, we fell asleep. We had slept about an hour when the crash came. Men, coal, wood, and timbers from the boat were thrown over and beyond us the steam and ashes smothered us so we could scarcely breathe several seconds passed before i recovered sufficiently to know what had happened when i came to my senses i rushed for the stern entrance falling several times before i reached the fresh air my four companions were soon by my side having also escaped any serious injury from the explosion now hundreds of men came rushing out to get breath jamming and crowding commenced those crippled were trampled on the high-hanging bridge plank crushed many as it was cut down the lifeboats were cut from their fastenings but in such an immense crowd amounted to mere nothing the cabins over the boilers were shattered and torn out and soon that portion of the boat was on fire men called for buckets but none were left on the boat and in a few minutes later the fire assumed great proportions men women and children in the cabins called for help men jumped from the upper decks to the water below hundreds had been blown into the water when the explosion occurred it was an exciting scene we could not see how any of us could be rescued not a boat in sight the tennessee shore was a half mile away and the high water extended far back over the arkansas flats our little squad of five were still on the stern deck trying to break off a large piece of siding but on account of a large white horse fastened to the railing on the stern deck and directly in the way we did not succeed fleming had repeatedly asked us for god's sake to tell him what to do that he could not swim our answer was to avoid the big crowd and remain close to us, but when he saw that we were disappointed as to getting off the piece of siding, he rushed into the crowd going overboard, and was never heard of afterward. The fire was close on to us, and we must soon leave the deck. Davis, Hill, and Wheeler were now with me, but a minute later they had disappeared I looked for something that would furnish a little support in the water but could not find anything. I climbed the stern railing and jumped as far as I could to avoid the crowd just below me. When I reached the top of the water, my head struck the boat. I had got turned in the water by coming in contact with drowning men. For a short time I was obliged to fight and keep out of the grasp of drowning men. Frequently I was pulled under, but always gained the top i used my best efforts to get away from the boat and when i saw i could get out near the stern i worked fast to get away when i was once more knocked under by some person jumping upon me as i came to the top a lady was beside me grasping me and calling for help i managed to get away but on getting a hold on some wreckage i returned and assisted her many others were near and around us calling for help we were going toward the arkansas side and in course of time we left the burning boat quite a distance toward morning it became so dark we could see nothing before us men in different directions could be heard calling for help all this time my lady companion was quiet except that she would occasionally say For God's sake, tell me, do you think we will be saved? I said but little, as I was beginning to fear that we were a long distance away from anything on which to rest, as it was quite dark and I could see nothing ahead of us. All at once, however, my feet came in contact with brush. This encouraged me, and I worked fast, fearing if it was an island under water we might accidentally pass it. I now saw that we were among small trees and brush, but my feet would not reach bottom. The current was sweeping over this island, and it carried us down. Fortunately, we were now within reach of a drift lodged against saplings. I soon discovered a log among the drift which I mounted. It sank partly, and I had no trouble in seating my companion. I held her with one hand grasping the little tree next to me with the other our weight upon the log brought it down and we were in the water to our shoulders in a few minutes we became so chilled that we could scarcely speak soon it was daylight and no one in sight who might rescue us from our dangerous position later in the morning two men in a river yawl came near and were passing us when someone behind us called to them to run in as a man and woman were in the drift near him they obeyed and in a few minutes we were lying in the bottom of the boat this gentleman who beckoned to the boatman to pick us up first is comrade l g morgan of findlay ohio for whom i have ever since had much regard i have often met him since we were taken to a shanty nearby where quilts and blankets were thrown over us and we were placed in front of a fire several others were brought in soon after george hill of my company was among the number he conversed with the lady and while they were thus talking she drew a ring from her finger handed it to me saying that all the valuables she had with her on the sultana were lost excepting that ring and it was all she could at the time offer me as a token of reward later in the forenoon we were put on a steamer and taken to memphis on arriving here we separated i was taken out to the soldiers home and the lady was no doubt taken care of by the doctors at least i have never seen or heard from her since valmore lambert of my company who slept in the cabins directly over the boilers was lost john davis william wheeler and george hill of my company were rescued my post office address is defiance ohio End of section sixty-five.